Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. If you're looking for a way to start your self-care journey or looking for a unique gift to give to someone at Christmas, check out my new book, The Ultimate I Deserve a Break Coloring Book. It's filled with inspirational designs created by me um, all around giving and uh, living intentionally. So if you'd like to check that out, it's available on Amazon as well as my new website at www.neliahut.com. Dot com. That's www.neliahutt.com. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. And again, I am so grateful to have you listening to another, um, another one of my episodes. Today, I am so super excited to have met a new friend. Her name is Liesl Hayes. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you this morning, Nelia? Wonderful. I'm so happy to have met you and connected with you. Thank you for, for coming on. I'm so grateful. So Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I want to jump right in and tell you guys a little bit more about her. So in 2016, Liesl was broken. Her marriage was barely surviving. She was working 60 hours a week at her corporate job. And she was usually the last mom to pick up her kids from daycare. She was in crisis. In a brave effort to change her life, she left a decade-long career in human resources and opened an inn located in downtown Lee Summit, Missouri. Entrepreneurship has taught Liesl the value of trusting her inner voice, setting boundaries, and balancing her work and family. I love this so much. She has rearranged her life to live in alignment with her trust, most authentic self in her latest evolution. She is an author, entrepreneur, and human resources consultant. Liesl runs on coffee, me too, <laughs> uh, to-do lists and the belief that life begins after you agree to write your own story. So healing. She lives in Lee's Summit with her husband, Harlan, children, Maddie and Ethan, and their two dogs, Bear and Lily. What cute names for the kids <laughs> and the dogs. This is beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so glad to have met you and uh, you're from Kansas. In Missouri. Yes. That's Originally, I'm actually from Manhattan, Kansas. What's funny is in Kansas City, we are in Missouri and Kansas. So oh. I technically live in Missouri, but yes, most people, when they think of Kansas City, they obviously think of Kansas. It makes total sense. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, congratulations on your book, um, Broken, Changed, and Rearranged. 
Um, you are just one unbearable truth away from the next person you are meant to be. I love that title so much. So yeah, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. And you're, you just wrote a book too. So congratulations to you as well. It's no small feat, is it? Oh, thank you so much. It, it is a little bit, you know, he, but it is a healing process. It's great. And if you can mm -hmm. help anybody through your story, like, why not? You know, it, it, it's all about when you overcome something, you want to shout it from the rooftops, not for your own reasons, but you want to help, you know, that some part of that story may help somebody else. Right. So that's why you do it. And that's why I do it probably. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always feel like, you know, if someone picks up my book and it helps them move forward, especially when they're going through something hard, then it's, it's worthy of, being in the world. And, and maybe that is just one person, maybe it's five, it doesn't really matter, but ultimately it's meant for, it's meant for someone, you know? Absolutely. Thank you. And it's not easy to do. So, you know, it's brave, I think. So that's awesome. So do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and yeah, and your journey? Ah, absolutely. So you know, when I talk about who I am, one of the things that I really try and do is I try and separate myself from all of the hats I wear. So as I think about how I really show up in my life for, you know, as a mom, as a worker, as an HR consultant, as an in owner, these are the things that I feel like are always true to who I am. So I'm a word artist. So as a little girl, I used to write just like pages and pages of books or stories or poems or whatever it is. I just love the written word. And in everything I do, that's really how I show up. Like I love to communicate. I love to write. Um, I love encouraging other people to express themselves in the written word or however they feel called to expressing themselves. One of the other things for me is I am a truth seeker. So a lot of us walk around and there are stories that we have that we keep locked away or there are parts of ourselves that we don't feel comfortable sharing yet. And I very much feel like one of the things in my life that I'm called to do is to help other people find their truth and to be able to live that truth out. Um, I also feel like I'm an inspirer. Um, I don't know what it is about my energy, but I, I inspire other people. People inspire me. It's just who I am and who I've always been. So those are just a few things about me and how I show up in every aspect of my life and in my relationships with people. I love that so much. And it takes a lot of courage sometimes when you're starting out and with your journey, but when you start to see how it's affecting other people and it's, it's such a beautiful thing, you know, life can be so hard and um, feeling like you have that person in your corner, it just makes it so much better. So I'm sure that you're that person for so many people. So yeah, this is awesome. So what is the book about? Tell us a little bit about this, your story. So the book is really, I like to call it your crisis companion because it really is, it's a self-development book, but it's also a memoir. And it's really about, you know, my journey from digging myself out of crisis and how I really went about doing that. And 
The flip side of it is that every chapter also has a section that's really focused on you. And, you know, one of the things I felt like I really lacked in a lot of self-development books and memoirs is I wanted the personal story, but I also wanted that support of like, how do I get there? How do I take the actionable steps to get to the next place I'm meant to be? And so the book is very focused on how are we together digging ourselves out of crisis and how are we getting to a place where we are living the stories that are the truest versions of who we are at any given point in time. So that is really what the book is about. It is my story, but it is also your story and how we can dig ourselves out of crisis together. That sounds great. You know, it gives them some, not just, um, cause you know, yes, you want to hear my story, but what are you really going to get out of it? Right. So right. that's fantastic. And I hear that you've had some success with the book. So that's wonderful. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about setting boundaries, um, for people pleasers and, mm. Most of the people I know, including me at one point, was a people pleaser. And I think that's because for me personally, um, I would feel that sad if I couldn't, like I would feel kind of not good enough if I couldn't, you know, make everybody happy. Like that was my job, not living the way that I wanted to live, but living for other people. And that really sucked the energy out of me. Honestly, honestly. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because I think that most of us suffer from people pleasing and anything that we could learn or any skills or strategies to kind of put us away from that would be so welcoming. Absolutely. And so this, I did really deep on this in one of the chapters in my book, but one of the things that I talk about is I really struggled with setting boundaries in my life and wanting to be everything to everyone. So for a very long time, I very much found my identity in people loving and praising me. And later I had to dig deep and really discover that that was because I didn't have my own version of self-worth and understanding of all the really just all the things that I was really good at, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, I needed other people to affirm my value. And so for me, that was why I was a people pleaser. I think many of us have different reasons as to why we please the world and the people around us. But ultimately, for me, I really struggled with a lot of the self-development books that talked about, like, all you have to do is just figure out how to say no. So here's like, here are the phrases you need to say. And I am not knocking any of those self-development books because for some people that really works, right? Like that's their avenue. But for me personally, it was like, I always knew when I needed to say no. Okay. I, I just didn't know how to really communicate it. Okay. Um, and so it wasn't that I didn't have the phrases in my back pocket. It was just, I'd get to that moment and I'd get that pit in my stomach, you know, the one where it's like, oh, you really don't want to do this. You really don't want to make 350 donuts for $200 for that person's wedding. 
But in the moment, it was like, I didn't want to disappoint the per- the person on the other end. Mm. And so for me, when I think about strategies that helped me, the first one is I have to determine how I want to feel. That was the first thing. Mm. So here's the example, super quick, Nelia, that I like to use. Actually, my mother-in-law. Okay. So when I go and I stay over the holidays with my mother-in-law, she lives in Michigan. She wants us to stay with her. And we do so many family activities over the holidays. And I am a huge introvert. So it is very draining for me, right. not because I don't love being with my husband's family, mm-hmm. but I get very overwhelmed by that. So what I what I decided that I had to do was determine how I wanted to feel. When I stay with my mother-in-law, I don't show up the way I want to. Mm. I'm not there to create memories. I'm drained. My energy is low because I've been extroverting all day and I'm an introvert. Absolutely. I get that. And so the boundary that I had to set is when we visit my mother-in-law, I stay in, we stay in a hotel. Mm. And so first I had to determine how I wanted to feel. And here's what I knew. I wanted to feel joyful. I wanted to be able to create memories with my husband's family. And I wanted to show up and be present. So that's how I want to show up. So that's how I determine how I want to feel. And then my second step is, okay, so now that I know how I want to feel, how am I going to get there? What are the boundaries that I have to have in place to be able to get there? And for me, it was staying in a hotel. I could go home at the end of the night, go home, go to the hotel, drink a glass of red wine, read my books, go to sleep. And then I'd wake up the next day showing up as that. I'm here to create memories with you. I'm here to be present person. And then the third step is just communicating those boundaries. So that for me was a three-step process that really helped me get away from people pleasing and really starting to think about how do I care for myself, but how does that help me show up in the way I want to show up? I love that example, honestly. Um, I'm also an introvert. And when you were speaking, I was like, oh my God, that like, like you said, everybody has their own way and their own boundaries and their own things that they can or cannot show up for. But for me, I so get that. Like that example was great. And what a great solution because you're still, um, you know, in the family unit, you're still not saying no, you're going to the event, you want to be around them. But as an introvert, yes, sometimes it's draining. Like I love being around people and I love having conversations like we are right now. But once we're done, I do need a little bit of a break. And that's just me because I put so much of my heart into it and you just feel like, okay, um, if you, if you, that's hot, like for you to come up with that solution, that's great. And for, for your whole family to understand it. Because sometimes it's easy mm. for the mother-in-law to be like, well, why don't you want to stay here? Or why don't, you know, but it's okay to explain. 
um, as much as you feel comfortable explaining to them, you know, you don't have like, as, it's all about boundaries, right? So it's okay for you to explain to them and then they need to be okay to try to understand your side of you too, right? Like you can only do so much. Um, the other parties involved also do have to kind of, you know, listen to when you're trying to communicate with them, right? But I love that so much because I can see, okay, I just need some downtime, whether it's with wine or something else. And I just need to be like in my quiet space so I can decide what I'm doing and not in somebody else's home. And then I've had my rest and now I'm good to go, right? That's not always easy, but if you can do it, oh my goodness, it, um, it really does bring the best part of you forward the next day. Definitely. And, you know, Nelia, I think it's hard sometimes because we also have to ask ourselves what we need. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the first steps. I know you talk about that, but we oftentimes don't know what we need. And then when we don't know what we need, what happened to me in the past is my mother-in-law would get irritated with me with not staying, wanting to stay with them. And then I would get frustrated with her where I was like, what, like, why are you being such a jerk about this? Mm. But it's really just because I didn't know what I needed. When you know what you need, you can communicate it in a loving way. And, and I am talking about relationships that are healthy, right? I'm not talking right. about there are some relationships where when you communicate boundaries, those individuals are not able to understand what those are um, and they get upset and they lash out at you. So I'm referring to people mm -hmm. in relationships that are healthy. So I think it's important to start to ask, what do I need to show up as this version of myself that I want for the people that I'm around, but that I also want for myself and, and understanding that that's not selfish. That's a big one. That's hard to get past. Yes. Cause we mostly feel guilty. Like, especially the first few times you do it or the first tens of times you do, you do, you feel like, Oh, am I doing the right thing? Should I put my feelings first? You know, I don't want to offend this person. I don't want to make them upset. I don't want them to feel that I don't care about them or want to do it for them. Right. Um, I think once you start getting comfortable with um, people's reactions, I think they start to um, respect you more. Like when you can give those boundaries and they're like, well, I want to be able to do that. You know, teach me that because I see that, yes, you're showing up better. You're right. This is not a personal attack on me. It's something that you need. And, you know, I love you enough to give that to you. But now teach me how to do it because I want to be able to do it. You know, like they, they do, they, re, they may not like it at first, but eventually when they see that it's working and, and they look at you a little bit differently, you know, they do have that respect for you and that understanding and so great, right? It is. And it's, it's one of those things, Nellie, where I don't think we realize how much control we actually have in these situations and we have a lot of control. We really do. But ultimately, it is about us having to advocate for ourselves in these situations. And that's the tricky part. And, and also accepting that sometimes not everyone is going to respond positively to the boundaries that we have set. 
And we have to be okay with that. Especially when it's and, new. Yes. If it's we haven't done before and they're experiencing it for the first time. It's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> like w- what's going on and with her that she doesn't want to do this or it's not, oh, well, she's taking care of herself. Like people don't think that way. No, 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 they don't. And I think we oftentimes struggle as women as well as because we are very conditioned to be selfless. Like it's the ultimate compliment for us as women to be selfless givers. And we're, we're asked to show up when our cups are empty. Yes. Like that's how we're asked to show up and we're supposed to just dig deep mm-hmm. and figure out how to give everyone else but ourselves what we need. And then we end up resenting people and getting upset and frustrated when on the front end, if we had just communicated these little needs, then we everyone yeah. wins. And that's what's hard yeah. to remember is that everybody wins. Yes, I love that. I can connect with that very much. Like I was just shutting down after a while and then people don't get the best of you, you know, and you start to withdraw and resent and all those things. And when your cup is empty and you're still expected to show up, like, I don't know, I just, you get burnt out and you just, maybe they don't like the person that's showing up at that moment. (laughs) It's true. And as women, I think it is more, um, more common for sure. Um, yeah, so I definitely suffered from burnout and, you know, people pleasing, you know, growing up, I I say this quite often on the show, but growing up, I wasn't taught, um, how to take care of myself, just how to take care of other people, Ah. you know, and I just, you know, I'm hoping that with my son now that I can sort of teach him, you know, it's because he's a big giver, but it's also important to give without depleting who you are, you know, because if you're sick, and you can't get off the couch because you're just so done. Like you're not helping anybody, you know, and you can't be there for anybody, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But this is so great. So how you want to feel, how you're going to get there and then communicating it to other people. Hmm. What kind of u- words can we use when we communicate that so that the person knows it's about us and not about them? Do you have any suggestions? Definitely. And again, we'll put this in the context of you're in a healthy relationship with people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's always really important. So the way in which I communicated to my mother-in-law, my boundary was I said, you know, mom, I want you to know, I really love doing the holidays with you. And I want to create amazing memories with you that I'm going to remember long after you're gone, um, that my kids will remember after I'm gone. And I love going to all the family events and how I want to show up during those family events is I want to be joyful. I want to be rested. I want to be happy. And the way that I get there, mom, is, you know, this about me, I'm very introverted. So I would like to stay in a hotel when we come to visit you. And it's not because I don't love being around you and sharing time with you, but I need that for myself to just relax and unwind and recharge. And then I can show up to whatever family event you want the entire time I'm there. I, I will be there. 
So she responded to that really well because what I did focus on was this is who I want to be for you. And this is what you deserve. Mm. And so how I'm going to get there to give you what you deserve is I need to ask for this one thing. Mm. And it, it did go over really well. And I think that she didn't understand why I wanted to stay in a hotel. I think before she thought it was very much that I didn't want to spend time with her. And that wasn't the case at all. Mm. I just wanted to spend time with her in a way where we were both winning. Yeah, and this way you wouldn't just come for the day. You know, you could stay longer, you could visit longer. So it's great when somebody um, can put a, when you're in a healthy relationship and the person you're speaking to, can put aside, you know, um, and not be defensive about it, that helps too, right? So usually the healthy relationships are that way. Um, people just want you to be happy as well. And they want to understand where you're coming from. Um, I think it's great the way that you could, you know, some of the words that you use there to communicate that. That's cool. How do you set boundaries with um, maybe friends? <laughs> that yeah. kind of overextend like what you were saying about the donut thing like do you approach that differently or would you I don't know because you sort of don't want people to stop asking you for you know sometimes when we say no too many times people can stop asking like I know for me I get asked you know out quite a bit and it's just not my thing like I don't like big parties I don't like I would much rather have a conversation one-on-one -on -one like we're having um and feel overwhelmed in those situations. So it's not that I don't want to go, but then people stop inviting you. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, it's just, it's tough sometimes. Like, I find myself going over my boundaries sometimes in those situations because I don't want people to stop. It's the fear too of being excluded, I think. Mm -hmm. Nellie, I love that. I think it's a really important question. So, I actually had something like this show up for me recently. So I have a friend who has a Halloween party every year and it's not with anyone that I really know. Like, I don't, I don't know the people she invites, which is fine. She has, you know, a wide peer group and I dread the invitation mm. every single year. And it's only because I'm an introvert. I don't get a lot of energy from socializing with people. There are costumes. Like I just, it's, it's a lot not, of work for me. It's a lot of work, people. And I, I don't do small talk. Well, I don't either. I don't either. And so what I said to her was this, I followed up with her this year and I just said, you know what? I really want to spend time with you in October. Mm. And I'd love to set up like a coffee date with you or a wine date or go out to dinner or whatever that looks like. Mm. I want you to know the reason that I don't show up to your Halloween party. It's not personal. I'm very introverted. It feels very overwhelming to me to be in a group of people that I do not know at all, but I do want to spend time with you. And she really, again, when you have someone on the receiving end that understands boundaries. Yes. And I did prioritize spending time with her, right? Like I do want to spend time with you. Can we do it in another way? Can we meet in the middle? Um, and she was very receptive to that, but it is hard. It is hard. 
but I love that because you're you're saying you know I care about you I want to hang out with you you know I'm not saying no because you know it's lame or I just don't feel like it or I've got something else better to do you know this is this is why and that's why it's so important to pick the right people in your life too that understand and that are willing to get to know you because I have done that before um, and it's worked great um, but I've also done it with people in unhealthy relationships, which yes. I didn't know were unhealthy. And people have turned around and perhaps said something like, oh, so you're just being crazy then just don't want to show up because, oh, you just don't like to be around people. And then you have to sort of set another boundary, you know, how much do you let their opinion um, change who your your own opinion and your identity of yourself and you need to realize the more you know yourself the more you know that um, some things that people say to you are not true and some things that people say to you are coming from uh, perhaps their um, their uh, them not knowing enough about the topic or their own struggles right so sometimes we do have to separate that if we ever try to do a bound you know have boundaries and people kind of attack us for it that's not a reason not to continue trying yes. boundaries sometimes that's more of an affirmation of why we need to do it totally Nelia and it's it is hard because the reality is is that when you start to ask for the things you need in your life, there are going to be some people, especially if you're a formal, former people pleaser, <laughs> who did all the things. <laughs> yeah, right here. Like, And you'll slowly start to find as you establish showing up and asking for what you need, there are going to be some people who don't respond to that well. And you know, I always say everybody gets a pass. Like sometimes someone's having a bad day when you set a boundary, like I'm sure I've been that person before too. But if you're, if you're seeing a pattern where there's someone in your life that when you show up and ask for what you need regularly, if they respond extremely negatively, like start to take note of that because they may be, they may just not be the right person to have in your life, right? If you're regularly asking for what you need and they're not respecting that or, or understanding where you're coming from, at least. Yeah, because I think that those relationships tend to be more giving than giving and receiving. So I think the more comfortable we become with setting boundaries and the more comfortable we become in, with loving ourselves and our self-care, the more we realize um, who, what we need, who we need in our lives, because we want to be able to receive something from other people too. Like I've been in relationships where perhaps I haven't given as much as I've received also. And maybe those, I shouldn't have been in those relationships, you know? Um, so it's just, it's, there's, it's a lot to think about. I tend to go with how I feel a lot because I'm a big heart person but I do need to think more with my mind sometimes <laughs> because I think my boundaries would be set a little clearer that way you can't always yes. lead with your emotion <laughs> but yeah learning every day you know it's it's a skill for sure and sometimes um yeah something we have to practice but do you find that now that you're doing that how different like you feel about yourself like 
what are some of the things that have changed for you since you started setting more boundaries? You know what? People don't throw all the last minute projects on me. Isn't that amazing? Honestly. (laughs) And when that happens, aren't you more prone to say if they're stuck, hey, I'll help you? Oh, yeah. Like I used to be the person at work who would do drop anything to help you. And it didn't matter if I had a major project I was working on, like I would drop everything to help you. And, you know, people, once you start to say, you know, I'm happy to help you in this way, here's how I can say yes, or maybe it is, I do have to say no this time. And once you start to exercise and kind of flex that, you start to realize, oh, a lot of the reason why I was always the person at work that everyone went to is because they always knew I was an easy yes. And it feels very freeing because you start to realize, oh, because I always played the martyr role, that's why I kept getting all the martyr jobs. Yes. And I allowed people to keep asking me. Yeah, because I was an easy yes. And that's you know? why you spent 60 hours a week and late to pick up your kids, right? I mean, that's Yeah, part of your, yeah, totally. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's, you feel more confident too. Like, you know, it's okay. Like I'm strong and I'm, you know, I can still help people, but maybe I can offer more, you know, rather than always being asked. It feels nice to sometimes just offer help rather than feel like you have to because then you feel like resentment that's a huge one huge and and guilty for saying no and then you know even though you've helped somebody with that project you're home you go home and you're like why did I do that now I have to give up this 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 and this and you do you do resent for sure no and I think that that shows up for people pleasers a lot like eventually we get extremely resentful and we get angry Yeah. And it's oftentimes because we have just like slowly betrayed our own boundaries, little step after little step after little step. And then all of a sudden we get to this place where we're just like, I, I'm done with you. Like I, I am so angry and feel so taken advantage of. And then the other person on the other end is like, what are you talking about? I I didn't even know, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not fair to the other person as well, because they're like kind of taken by a surprise. Well, you never said anything. You didn't even give me one inkling that you, that you didn't have time or, you know, I wouldn't have put that pressure on you because then, you know, most of them are coming from a good place, right? They don't think that they might be overusing their privileges as your friend or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think so. I think most of us need to learn these skills and and practice them, you know, and it's okay. And, you know, maybe think, maybe be prepared for, you know, the one time you get that reaction that you weren't expecting. And and what, what can you say with that? You know, I think going in prepared with anything, just knowing how you feel about certain things will get you through whatever the other person, however the other person reacts. If that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, no, Nellie, I think it makes total sense. It's the acceptance that all you can be in control of is helping yourself stay healthy 
and being able to show up in a way that you want to show up. And if that upsets someone else, then you have to let it go and know that it's, it's usually not about you. And in fact, I would say that a lot of the times people who have reactions are also people pleasers themselves. Like you said, I used to get mad when people would say no, I'd be like, oh, it must be so nice to just be able to say no to doing the school carnival and being on the PTA and doing all the things. Mm. But in reality, it was because I would see someone setting a boundary and I was actually jealous of the fact that I didn't know how to do that for myself. Mm. Interesting. And so remember that sometimes when people have a negative reaction towards you, it's usually more about them and some of the work that they need to do internally. Mm. And I've been that person many times where I've, I've been the oh, that must be nice person. So remember, it's usually not personal. Um, We all are on our own journey and we're all figuring out like how to show up every day. And sometimes you catch people who are just in a different phase than you're at and that's okay. Yeah, no, for sure. I remember at a time where I was um, clinically depressed for, for a long time and most of the time people didn't ask me for anything because they could just tell I wouldn't deliver. But the times that <laughs> it's true, the, the times that people did, if you can't laugh at it now, what are you going to do? You know, I know but, you have to now, but, um, if people were to ask me and I said, yes, I would find myself once I finished what I needed to do for them, completely depleted of energy and not being able to get up for the next day because I didn't start with any energy, you know? And so that's why I think the self-care, this is all part of self-care, right? It's so important. Really, yeah, you have, to, you have to love yourself, you know? You have to love yourself enough and love the people that, you're, that are asking you. Be honest with them, you know? And if you can't really, like you're saying, communication. So when you go and you explain to them, the examples that you offered today were very honest. So you said, this is why, you know, but if you feel like you don't maybe want to disclose everything, you can disclose a little bit and just say, you know, I would be helping you, but for these reasons. And, but sometimes we don't want to tell people it's because we're introverted and we get overwhelmed and we're not ready to open up either. So what do we say? You know, like, it's, yeah. it's when you can be honest with the person that's asking because you just be honest and you know people understand more um but if it's somebody you don't know very well and you don't necessarily because people look at introverts sometimes as less than extroverts yeah no and i feel like our society is very much set up for extroverts and it's It's interesting that you say this because yes, I think that there are some relationships where, you know, I can say to my mother-in-law, here's how I'm feeling. Here's how I'm processing through this. And she's understanding, but we don't, we don't feel comfortable disclosing that to just anyone. So I actually took this as a note from a page in Glennon Doyle's book, but she will just simply say, I have plans. And sometimes those plans are me sitting in my hot jacuzzi tub and reading a book and then going to bed or snuggling with my kids and watching a movie. 
Yeah, I love that because you're setting your own boundary of I don't need to disclose more than I'm comfortable with. That's a boundary too. Yeah. You know, they don't need to because then people like, oh, well, that's more important than helping me. You know, I'm just being honest. Like people will think that way. Yes, they do. So, but the worth you put on that is different than what they might think. You know what I mean? Whatever is worth something to you could mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for people to judge and it's easy for people to um, place your needs below theirs, you know? So sometimes it is better to keep the reasons to yourself. It just, I think it depends on who's receiving the message. No, and I think it's a really good, I think it's really important to recognize you don't owe people an explanation. Yeah. And that is hard because, you know, it's challenging to say, hey, I have plans. Even if my plans are just staying in and, and being in my house, there's also this element of just like a little bit of guilt where you're like, oh, I should, I should have a real plan. And it's like, no, but it is a real plan. It's a real plan for my life. And it helps me stay focused. And it helps me stay centered. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just have something. to learn. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard to learn not to apologize for that, right? Yeah, because that's all about the people pleasing, you know. So we get better at setting boundaries the more we do them. Yes. And I think we start to invite different types of people in our lives. And those people are more receptive to hearing the honest part, right? But it's true. We always have to be prepared to know that not everybody's going to react the way that we want. And that's okay, too, because then you can put up another boundary and say, I'm okay with that. Like you know, it doesn't have to be, um, I had a, I had a time once when someone kept asking me, well, why, why, and why, and why, and I'm like, well, why are you asking me? Yeah. And they were like, okay, so they're not going to say, oh, because I'm being nosy, but as soon as you ask, and why do you want to know, you know what I mean? Like, if it's somebody, like, I know that's a bit standoffish, but I've had myself in a difficult situation where they just wouldn't let up. And I was just like, you know, this is my answer. Like sometimes you have to be, and you don't necessarily walk away feeling used. You walk away feeling powerful. So sometimes, you know, in the worst case scenarios, it's okay to do that too. It doesn't feel okay when you first start out setting your boundaries, but you know, I just, yeah, it's like, the, the first time you do it and, and the win that you get, you know, walk away and feel good about it. Like, honestly, you know, walk away your shoulder, be like, I can go now. And I don't have, I'm, I didn't get suckered into that. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I love what you're saying though, Nellia, about practice. So I think it's really important that you start to practice and do it in small ways. Mm. You can't just overnight decide, okay, I'm going to just be awesome at boundaries, right? That's not a thing that happens overnight. And, you know, I like to use this example because I had so little boundaries that I felt obligated to talk to people on airplanes. Mm. Mm. And I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know if my energy's open. I don't know, but people would just talk my ear off on airplanes. And as an introvert, like I really just want to get on a plane 
And I just want to be anonymous. Like, I just want to read my book. I want to like put my earbuds in and like drink my Coke and eat my honey roasted peanuts. Like that is all I want to do on the plane. And I don't want to talk to anyone. I wish everybody well around me, but like, I just want to be in my bubble. And so I'll tell you, I started protecting my energy and setting boundaries by not feeling obligated to talk to people on planes. So it was always really nice to people. We'd chit chat a little bit, but then I'd say, I'm going to read my book now. So I'm going to have my earbuds in and I'm going to zone out, just giving you a heads up. Right. And nobody on the plane cares. But for some reason, I built up in my head, oh, this person sitting next to me, I owe them a conversation. I really, I really don't. And they don't expect this conversation from me. Mm -hmm. Which is very different than being rude and not answering them. Yes. Different things. You can, it's funny when I get on a plane, I usually like talk to the stewardess for a few minutes because I want them to know my name and where I'm sitting. Because if any, I hate flying. And if anything happens on that plane, I want them to remember me. Yeah. (laughs) But then I shut down, you know, like I do that with massages. The masseuse will continually speak to me. And inside my head, I'm like, okay, I really couldn't afford to be here. And I'm here because I really need this massage. Will you stop talking? You know? And then I, I'm like, I have to speak up because this is almost over and I'm not getting what I need out of it. And so sometimes I haven't spoken up and sometimes I have. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? And it's just so much more enjoyable. So little things like that, if, if you keep quiet, will take the pleasure away from what you're doing. Yes. And I think it's interesting when we're starting to communicate those things. I mean, think about a massage therapist. I have the same problem too, right? I'm like, oh, I feel like I should talk to them. They're giving me a back rub. And my husband would be like, you're paying them to give you a service. Like they don't expect that you're going to talk to them. Like, and I'm like, I know, but I feel bad because they're giving me a back rub. And he's like, you're paying them to give you a back rub. And I'm like, I know, but it's hard. And he's like, I don't know why this is hard. It's true. Or I've had opportunity. I've had an opportunity. Like when I was writing my book and COVID was here and I was trying to get out to the coffee shop to write because I love writing in a coffee shop, right? And I would be, you know, there'd be noise at the house. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to find that one coffee shop that allow me in with a mask so I can sit there and, and do that. And then I would get there. And because the people were so lonely and had no customers, they would sit and talk to me. And I was trying to escape the conversation by going to the, so you kind of, you have to be polite, but at the right. same time, it's okay. Like people sometimes you know, feel like it's, they're being rude, but we we're here today, me and you to tell them it's okay. It's okay to put what you want first. It's okay to recognize why you're there and what you're trying to get away from and take it for yourself. You know, you're worth that. Right. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation. No, I am too. And I think it is start, start small, you know, start small. Maybe it is with your therapist, not wanting to ask how their day is multiple times. Like I have a really hard time receiving 
even with my therapist, who I am paying to provide me professional advice. And she'll be like, you don't have to ask about me. And I'm like, I know, but we're having a conversation and I feel like I should ask about you. And she's like, my day is great. So now this session is about you and let's focus on you. So start in the places where people absolutely do not expect you to give. One of them is your massage therapist. You can start there. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's funny how, how uh, we deal with things sometimes. And in talking about it, we're like, why do we do that? But most people do. It's just what we're taught. It's people don't teach you to like, you know, go after what you want. They say, this is what you need to do in this order. And everything's sort of already laid out to you, you know? And I, that's why I'm so passionate about people figuring out what they want to do and, and, and doing that, you know, and figuring it out. So yeah, I appreciate this so much. You've had some really good, uh, I like your three steps. Yeah, those three steps have just really helped me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And it's the way that you explain it, it's very simple. So I can see the audience, you know, taking that and running with it. So that's great. Is there anything that you want to talk about today that we haven't had a chance to talk about? No, I mean, I think let's go through the three steps again, because right. I think it's always helpful to just like remind people. And again, these steps may resonate with you. You may find other steps that resonate with you. However, I hope these steps are just a little bit helpful in getting to a place where you can care for yourself. So the first one is just determine how you want to feel. How do you want to show up in a certain situation, in the environment that you're in? For me, it was my mother-in-law, and I wanted to show up with her in a place where I was present. I wanted to make memories with her, and I wanted to just fully be with her when I was there. The second step is how do I get to that place? So what are the things that I need to show up this way? For me in that situation, it was, I just need to get a hotel room when we go visit her. Hmm. And then lastly, it's communicating what you need and what that boundary looks like to the other person. And again, Nellie and I were talking about, you know, in my mother-in-law example, I'm I'm good digging deep with her and telling her the specific reasons. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a place where, you know, you don't want to have to explain yourself or maybe it's a networking event you don't want to go to or a party you don't want to go to, it's okay to just say, I have plans. Thank you for the invitation. Hmm. I love that so much. Although we are talking about boundaries, part of me feels like I need to say that sometimes even if we're not comfortable in a certain situation, um, sometimes we're also trying to just be too safe. So it's sometimes important to, um, yes, respect yourself and do all the things that we were saying. Absolutely. But I think that sometimes we need to push ourselves in situations that we're not comfortable with as well. So although it's so important to That's set boundaries... Point. I think that we shouldn't use that as a scapegoat for things that maybe we're afraid of, because that just opens up a whole new problem. You know what I mean? Like I might turn something down just because I, I have a fear of something that might happen. And, yeah. and that's a whole new thing. 
So I think we need to be healthy in our choices and really get to, I think the more you get to know yourself, the more you realize why you're doing what you're doing. And if it's simply, you know, this isn't going to, like, I'm not going to benefit from this. This is just going to deplete me. Then yes, do everything that we're saying. But if it's something where you're just hmm, like a networking situation, you know, like, even though I might be terrified about speaking in public or doing something like that, if I get through it, is it really going to make me feel better about myself? So I think we have to think about all of those angles too. Yeah, I think Nelia, that's super important because there are times where we are, we are called to push ourselves outside of our comfort zones. And so for instance, with the networking activities, so I belong to two boards in the community, but I, I will only do two boards at a time. Because I, I want to be involved. I want to go to networking events. I want to show up. I want to be able to contribute. But I also know that like two boards is my max. And so it's important that you really analyze as well. Am I setting this boundary because I'm actually really afraid of this thing over here? Or am I setting this boundary because it's really helping me take care of myself and showing up as the best version of myself. And I think that's an important question to ask yourself when you're setting boundaries, because, you know, there's always the people in life who are like, well, this is just how I am. So you just have to deal with it. And you're like, no, <laughs> there, there's something there. Like there's some things underneath the surface that maybe you need to deal with as well. Um, so I think Going back to what you said, it's just important to analyze, am I using a boundary to stay safe or mm. to not deal with some issues that I'm having? Or am I really setting a boundary to be able to show up as my whole beautiful self for other people and for myself? Mm. And that's a very good differentiator and a really good distinction. Yeah, because one makes you grow and the other one keeps you avoiding things that you're afraid of that perhaps are not healthy either. So I think that's great. Thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah, for thank you. In that very eloquent, eloquent way. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So where can we touch base with you? Where can we learn more about you? Uh, so I would love for you to join my social community. So you can find me on Instagram at liesl.hayes. Or you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash author. And I, if you feel so inclined or so moved, I would love for you to purchase my book. It's called Broken, Changed, and Rearranged. Love it. And you can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, December 7th. And thank you all for just, you know, leaning into some uncomfortable topics that I think are really hard for all of us to address and dig deep on, but that will definitely help us be better versions, not just for ourselves, but for other people as well. Absolutely. And I think the difficult conversations are the ones that give us the best results, right? If we're, yes. we're open to them. Thank you so much. You've been very helpful and you've, you've provided us with so many um, actionable things. So I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed our conversation. I did too. Thanks for having me on, Nelly. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, 
please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.